You're listening to the Music Marketing Manifesto podcast, where you'll learn how you can use direct-to-fan marketing strategies to grow your fan base and generate income from your music with no record label, radio, airplay, touring, or press. And I'm your host, John Ojaka. All right, John Ojaka here, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Music Marketing Manifesto podcast. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about AI. More specifically, we're going to be talking about GPT or chat GPT, which is uh, pretty much, you know, taken over all of uh, at least my feeds over the last month. Uh, It is a, a effectively a chat bot, but it can it can do so much more than that, that it, it feels uh, a little, I don't know, like I'm, I'm not doing it fair justice to just call it a chat bot, but it is AI that can help us as musicians in an enormous array of, of ways. And frankly, it's kind of mind blowing. And Everyone is talking about it. I haven't seen a lot of noise in the music space just yet about ChatGPT. Um, I've begun playing with it, using it, and again, frankly, I'm kind of blown away by what it can do. Specifically, I'm using it in the music marketing um arena as opposed to using it as a musician, but it has potential to help musicians in both ways. Now, I know AI is a hot topic. Some of you are already screaming at your speakers. Um, Some people hate the idea uh, and the potential influence of AI. Others are very excited uh, by it. I tend to fall in the latter camp, but it's certainly, you know, there are certainly valid concerns. And we're going to talk about some of those uh, on today's episode as well. Now, joining me on the episode is a good friend of mine. He's been on the podcast before. His name is Sean Early. He is a, uh, and, and I've got to, I've got to look up the notes. So I say, right, he's an innovation consultant. So he kind of talks about these things and works with all the upcoming, uh, you know, tech um, for a living. So he's a friend by coincidence. I was planning this episode anyway, and I was going to be sitting here all by myself talking about chat GPT. And by coincidence, he messaged me this morning asking if I had been playing with it. And I said, yes, we had this conversation. And I said, you know, I'm going to be doing this podcast. Why don't you sit in with me so we can talk about some of this stuff? Again, he talks about it for a living. So he had some really a great insight that I didn't have. And so that's what we're going to be doing today. Now, I'm going to take a brief little break. Uh, and when we return, we're going to dive into the world of AI, chat GPT, and how how all of this new tech can help you as a musician, specifically when it comes to marketing your music. All right. So I think this is this is going to be an exciting one. Sit back. Uh, I don't know, pour yourself a coffee, grab a beer, whatever you've got to do, uh, and get ready for, um, to, if you're not already, if you've not already done the deep dive into AI and, and specifically chat GPT, get ready to have your mind blown. All right, back in a sec. 
Hi, this is John Ojaka. I'm a former Interscope and Warner Brothers recording artist who gave up on the major label rat race and began pursuing direct-to-fan marketing strategies back in 2007. The techniques I developed worked so well that they helped my very first client set the all-time single-day sales record at CD Baby and land a position on the Billboard charts. In 2009, I launched Music Marketing Manifesto and began sharing my music marketing strategies with others. Since then, my programs have helped thousands of musicians learn how to successfully market their music, many of which have landed on various Billboard, Amazon, and iTunes sales charts, land Grammy nominations, and countless others have used my strategies to generate enough revenue to finally give up their day jobs and dedicate their lives to making music. So, if you're a musician and you need help growing your fan base or generating more revenue from your music, then MusicMarketingManifesto.com can help. My flagship program, Music Marketing Manifesto, is currently in its fifth edition and it will teach you how to build and promote an automated marketing funnel for your music. In the insider circle is my private mastermind group which offers monthly training lessons, weekly coaching calls, a mastermind community, and over 100 music marketing mini courses. I also offer one-on-one -on -one consulting for musicians who need personal guidance or help with any aspect of their marketing. To learn more, go to musicmarketingmanifesto.com and click on products and services in the main menu. Once more, that's musicmarketingmanifesto.com. All right. On the line with me is Sean Early. How's it going, Sean? Good. Thanks for having me show again, man. Absolutely. Um, thanks for joining us. I think this. I think you're going to make this a lot more, a lot more fun than just have forcing people to sit there listening to me talk about myself. And I, I wanted somebody on the on the show because some of this is so exciting, so much so I almost you know just tweeted out like, who wants to join me on the podcast? Um, I think, I think there's just I don't know. It's it's wouldn't you agree? This is exciting what is happening. It's exciting and it's so new that you have to kind of talk about it with people. You know, there's not it, it, stuff changes like every day, new things people do with it every day pops up. So it's almost just like watching the news as it happens, you know. It is. So So just before we get too deep into that, tell everyone a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah. So, I mean, I've, well, I've been a musician forever. You and I played music, you know, back in the day, quite a long time. Um, and, uh, you know, I've, if anybody doesn't also know, I also helped design some of the templates in TunePipe. So you see my, some of my work there. Um, as a day job, I actually work as an innovation consultant for a consulting firm here in Germany. So I spend a lot of time just talking to clients about, new technology and how it helps their business, how it helps their marketing and uh, just doing lots of workshops and helping people learn about new tech and new trends. So this is definitely one of the hottest trends on our radar right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Sean and I go way back. We literally were roommates once upon a time. We played Woodstock together for God's sake. Yep. <laughs> so anyway, what, what is chat GPT? Yeah, well, ChatGPT, let's let's start at the beginning. So um, ChatGPT is owned by a company called OpenAI. And OpenAI um, is a company that was started by Elon Musk. Um, and it's funded by Microsoft. It's been around for a few years. They have an AI platform called GPT. 
and GPT in its current form is GPT 3.5. And GPT stands for Generative Pre-Trained Transformer, which I'm not even clear what that exactly means. But for the most part, it's just an artificial intelligence platform. Mm-hmm. And ChatGPT is the newest iteration of this. Um, it's basically a chat program that launched in December, I think, um, just of last year. And it basically allows you to talk to the AI. And the interesting thing about this version of it is it's not just you don't talk to it and it gives you an answer back. You can have an iterative conversation with it. So you can just talk to it. It gives you information back. You can talk to it again and say, you know, tell me more about that thing we talked about or whatever. And it continues on. And this thing can uh, get my notes here. I, I just did a presentation this week at, at, the, at work. So I'm, I'm pretty fresh on this, but um, you know, it allows you to do things like explain quantum computing in simple terms. You can ask it what that is. You can ask it to give you, you know, ideas for a 10 year old birthday present. It can ask, you know, you can ask it to write code for you. You know, you can ask mm-hmm. it to write, you know, you, you can ask it a question. You can say, what is this thing? And then you can say, tell me a bunch more information about it. And it'll, it'll do that. Um, and it's basically, uh, from what I understand, it's based on the, the data that it models is based on um, data from no later than 2021. So mm-hmm. it's supposedly, which I guess we'll talk about soon, it's supposedly not grabbing any current information if it is not much. Um, yeah, it's supposed to have no access to the internet. Exactly, exactly. So yeah. it's supposed to be this self-contained database. Based on the questions that you ask it, I would. It feels like it has a snapshot of the entire internet in it terms does. of knowledge. It's insane. So um, I, I, I'm just sort of wrapping my head around, you know, how much information it knows about stuff because it's pretty mind blowing. I have no idea, but if I was going to try to feed AI all of the information of the internet, I would be doing something based on probably domain authority or you know some kind of other, um, some kind of other pretty basic and well established kind of search criteria, so that you're weeding out all the garbage websites and you're getting right. You know, you're ranking even perhaps the priority of information based on. Um, some other pretty well, you know, basically the same stuff that something like Google might use to um, lend credibility to something. I mean, rather than trying to scan the entire internet, which which would seem hard. Right. But, but um, I, I have no idea how they do it. I don't either yet. I'm, I'm still learning as I go here. Um, I think what's what's amazing to me is, you know, this was out the first week it came out, the platform, which is still in beta, right? It's still in beta. Mm-hmm. So it's not even an official platform yet. It had like a million users sign up in mm-hmm. the first like yeah. five days. That's how popular this thing got. And subsequently, I think because of the buzz and the type of information that you get from this thing, um, I think Google was freaking out. They had like a all hands on deck, you know, meeting to try yeah. to figure out what they're going to do about this thing. Um, because it, it could potentially replace how we search for information. You know, it's, it, it's, it's already starting to, for me yep. a few days yep. in, like, it's just so much more interesting and better yep. and better. Yeah. And I think for, for people who create content for a living, it is, it is the greatest thing since the iPhone, if not better. You know, at least I think 
for this week, but yeah, but I, it would be next week. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows what's going to go next week? In the sense that, like, yeah, we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves, but in the sense that the content that it is spitting out is so good, but it still does benefit in a number of ways from human. Um, intervention you know tweaking that content improves it. it i don't spit out a lot that i would use verbatim for a number of reasons not uh, i mean again getting ahead of ourselves but google has announced uh, that they are treating ai generated content as spam and there are various uh, ai detectors out there so it stands to reason that google is or will be using um these as as well so if you're a content creator you don't want to just use it um as is for that reason, there are ways, pretty simple ways around that, little tweaks that you can do to, to beat those detectors. But also, you know, it it benefits from a little blood and humanity, um, I, I, I think. But we're, um, what, a month and a half in? Yep. No more than that. So, again, version four and five, I mean, a year from now, I... If it's this good already, I don't know. I don't know how well those content people who yeah, create well, content just, for a living are going to be doing. Um, just to put context on this, I mean, currently we're running GPT 3.5, which uses 175 billion parameters. And a parameter is basically something like a if then, then this mm-hmm. kind of piece of code to do something with some information. hundred, right? what did you say? 175 billion currently, right? Wow. Now, GPT 175 billion, if then, billion. if this, then that rules. Exactly. Yes. Jesus. Currently. And this year they anticipate GPT 4.0 is going to be coming out and they anticipate that that will be 100 trillion parameters within My the next God. year. How, yeah. like how, who is AI creating these parameters? Like how? I have no idea. How, I have no idea. How do you, how do you do? I couldn't write, uh, I couldn't write, you know, 107, nobody could write 175 billion sentences in a lifetime. Like how are you writing that much? I don't know how people do these things. It's mind blowing. Um, okay. So we're, we're this, we could, we could stay right on, right where we are the whole episode, but I, I want to, talk i want to frame this a little bit and talk about how musicians can use this and then maybe we'll back up and talk about some of the broader right. um aspects of of ai and G, uh, gpt i always want to say gtp it's very hard yeah, for me to use it yep. um so wh- how this all kind of got exciting for me was again you know my feeds were blowing up with chat gpt chat gpt and i i've been playing with open ai for a while you know with their image um what what's the image software whatever you do you know uh, i think do the, i think software? the one for the one for open ai is called dolly um dolly right the, the one that you can use that everybody's kind of using right now is is uh uh Midjourney. That's the yeah. One. So I have a Dolly account, and then I also have Midjourney account, and right. I've been playing with both of those for a while, and I find them incredible and interesting. Um, not without flaws, not without you know cause for concern for many artists, but very, very um, shockingly impressive, um, and and have really enjoyed playing with that. So. So um, the chat GPT thing has been on my radar for a while. And as soon as it came out, I signed up. I only kind of started playing with it recently. And my 
first questions were, okay, how can musicians use this? How can all the people that I help through Music Marketing Manifesto benefit from ChatGPT? And what I specialize in is teaching musicians how to create funnels, as you know. And for anyone who's new to the podcast, a funnel um, is essentially a collection of web pages that are designed to solicit a specific response. And that's all wordy and sounds good. But what that really means is that when we want someone to buy something from us, spend some money from us, whether that's buying an album or buying tickets to a show or signing up to a membership or even backing us on Patreon. You know, we can just say, please do this, which is not likely to get good results. Or we can craft a series of messages that we send out to a person over a period of time, not just messages, but content that is designed to build a relationship, um, win them over and entice them to take a specific action you know so going back to the old school funnel or, or uh the fu funnel fundamentals we're trying to create awareness interest desire and action um uh, and and that is the winning combination us marketers use so uh, the platform that i released a while back tunepipe helps uh and that's tunepipe.com for anyone who wants to check it out it helps musicians um create these funnels with a push of a button, but there's still one aspect of this process that does take some work and it's not easy for everyone. And that's the content creation. You know, it's the headline on your squeeze page. That's really important. That's the thing that's going to entice people to sign up. It's the ad that you use on Facebook. The language that you use is really important. It, you know, yes, we can, we can just show a video and say, click here to get the song for free if we want. But I find using compelling copy that engages their mind and stimulates their existing passions and interests, I find that is far more effective. And it's what leads to the consistently um, impressive conversion numbers that I think, you know, the majority of my students have. Um, and and so that copy is really important. It's those ads. It's that squeeze page headline. I mean, even the supporting copy on on those squeeze pages, we need we need more than just a headline. We need to tell them who we are and what our music sounds like and what we're giving away. So we're talking paragraphs of copy. And then in the funnel, you know, we're sending people to uh, to we're usually sending out either blog posts or videos where we talk a bit about ourselves, trying to create that bond, start that personal relationship. Then we're sending them more content, maybe links to more music and, and, and these sort of things. Um, we're sending out emails, all of that, all of that stuff takes time and it takes thought and I can help with some of it and platforms like TunePipe provide placeholder content and pre-written email campaigns and things like that. But it's so unique. You know, I can't write one placeholder ad for 10,000 musicians and have it be effective. So where I, I started playing around with ChatGPT to see if I could write this funnel content um, uh, or get it to write this funnel content and was blown away by the quality of this stuff. Like, just kind of where I've spent, I've spent sometimes almost hours going in and just trying to see if I could find some of the language on Google on the internet. Cause I was like, no way this is original. This is too good. You're stealing this from something else. And it is modeling it based on existing co copy. We, we kind of know that, but I can't find anything, you know, I, it's original. Um, 
and it's impressive. And we'll get into this in a, in a minute, but especially when you ask it to model other voices and, and things like that, the stuff that it spits out is uncanny. But um, so I, I've been able to dramatically shorten that funnel content creation time. And in fact, just yesterday, I, I have a mastermind program. So people know me for my my flagship course, which is Music Marketing Manifesto um, and now TunePipe. But I also have a mastermind group called the Insider Circle. If anyone wants to learn about that, they just go to musicmarketingmanifesto.com and click on products and services and they can find that. It's a private mastermind group where I release monthly training lessons and do weekly coaching calls. And there's a community and and it's really kind of the heartbeat of everything that I do. Um, anyway, I released this lesson yesterday in which I, I show people how to do all of this. And I have a, a prompts PDF prompts that have worked very well for me to, to, um, to solicit the responses that, that I, I want to get the copy that I want. And again, if anyone wants to check that out, if you're a current Insider Circle member, um, go check it out. If not, you can sign up if you're interested. Um, and uh, so I released that lesson and it's just, uh, I've never, I mean, what, how, how do I even articulate this? Like creating funnels, the con, the, the, the content in there, if we, if we bring in copywriters to do it, cause I, I, I don't have the time to, you know, take on many clients and actually create content for them, but bringing on copywriters, it's expensive. It's, we're talking thousands of dollars, um, even if you do it on the super cheap, it's it's hundreds of dollars, and even then you'd be you'd be stretching it to do it for less than a grand. Um, and here in and you'd be waiting weeks. Here in a matter of literally minutes, I spit out an entire funnel. Some of it certainly required some tweaking, um, most of it, in fact. But man, was it good! And the best part about it, even beyond, you know, to address any kind of these, well, you're just, you know, there's no originality, there's no spark, there's no life. One of the biggest, the hardest parts about creating content. And, and again, don't worry if you don't, if you're not into funnels or you don't create funnels, even just social media content. Well, we really, if we're going to succeed as, as musicians or businesses or wh whatever it is you do, um, we need to be creating content. That's the world we live in. We need to be engaging with the world. And when, and most of us don't do it because we don't know what to talk about. We're not feeling inspired. And if we don't feel inspired on that given day, we don't think to ourselves, I should open up Facebook and write. And when we do try to get into some sort of rhythm or schedule and 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 sit down and go, I should post today, we stare at that that blank screen or that blank field and we just go, I don't know what to say. I feel stupid. Where I have found ChatGPT to at least in in the immediate future to be so helpful is I can literally say, write me a Facebook post in the style of or about this topic and or about this topic in the style of and it spits me out something and it may not be something I want to use exactly as is but now I'm not looking at a blank screen and I can just tweak a few lines make it my own and post it and I'm done a minute later um, and when it comes to the bigger funnel content the hardest stuff to do are these are the bigger blog posts or if you're doing video video scripts you know this is in-depth stuff that needs to be personal and 
and full of feeling and valuable for the reader. We can't spit out auto-generated garbage because nobody cares. So, so when, but, and yet what we can do is feed it prompts to ask it to write a blog post about a certain thing in the style of a certain person um, with a certain tone. And we can, you can add all kinds of details and parameters and it, it will give you something pretty darn good uh, that, that you can then go and pick apart. You know, I do sometimes find um, inconsistencies in the story. If it's a thousand words, like they mentioned something uh, in the, if there's a timeline to it, they mention something earlier. This is just one example. And then later in the post, they're mentioning it is happening for the first time later. I found some inconsistencies like that, pretty minor ones. Um, and sometimes if you get the parameters wrong, if you get the prompts wrong, uh, the, the writing can be very cheesy. Um, but if you get it right, it can be damn good. And uh, with a few tweaks and the truth is even with no tweaks, it's a lot better than 65% of the stuff I see out there, probably more than that. Um, and it just removes all of those, those headaches. And, and we're musicians who need to be, the whole thing is authenticity, creating um, authentic connections with people. And no, nobody is tuning into a musician uh, and their, in their mailing list and their social media feeds to to have anything less than prov thought provoking um emotion provoking authentic content so the fact that gpt can even get us close is shocking and and in truth it can get us all the way in many many instances um and you know, if you were doing something else that didn't require that degree of authenticity, then no question, you could just kind of copy, copy and paste. Um, what do you think about everything that I'm saying there, Sean? Any reactions to that? Any disagreements? Any anything to add? No, not at all. I mean, I think as as a writing tool, I think it has an incredible future. And I think for me, when I write a blog post or I do a presentation, um, you know, I, I always have this sort of list of sort of facts, you know, cause I, I rarely write, you know, fiction. So most of the stuff is nonfiction. Most of the stuff is, you know, talking about trends or whatever, um, writing, marketing, copy, all that kind of stuff I do as well. And sometimes it's like, it, for me, there's, there's like this barrier that's like, I know all this stuff. I know, what they need to know, but how to deliver it in a mm. compelling way, you know? And sure. so you kind of have to step back and you have to take hours to just kind of structure this whole picture, you know? And if you're talking about marketing copy, it has to be strategic and it has to be a picture too. So, you know, it's, it's hard to sort of make that whole framework because I can fill in the blanks with all the details, no problem. You know what I mean? But to, to actually to, to make a, a template to, to form my thoughts is yeah. very difficult, you know? And what I've found this thing to do for me is to say, Hey, you know, write me. Yeah. First, I mean, you can start off with the ideation phase, you know, like, Hey, give me five ideas for a certain thing and it'll spit mm -hmm. out 
ideas and you, you can riff off of that. And then you said, based on that thing, you can say, write a blog post or write a social media post or write a, a chapter for a book. I've done that even, you know, just mm -hmm. to give me a framework for how that should be structured. And sometimes I'll give it bullet points and say, Hey, you know, use, write me, write me a, you know, write me a blog post about this thing and use the following five bullet points. And those are my facts, one, two, three, four, five, whatever. Mm -hmm. And it spits it out. And most of the time, you know, I'd say 60, 70% of it is, is completely useful as long as I, I rewrite it so it doesn't get me flagged on Google. But as a, as a framework template, it's, it's exactly what I need, you know? Yeah. And if it's not exactly what I need, I can just say, Hey, give me an iteration of what you just said, you know? And it sure. gives me a variation. I could say, Hey, write it in a tonality of somebody else to give it some flavor and it spits it out too. And so, you know, within four or five prompts, you have enough stuff that either you can copy and paste and formulate it, or it's completely done, you know, which right. would take me, hours if not days to just formulate my thoughts you know and that's what i love about this tool sure sure i'd go further and say that it would stop many people including myself at times from ever doing it at all i've well, right. i've had write write a, a music marketing book on my list for i don't know 13 years i actually once i did write a, a an ebook very many years ago um, but I, I sort of took it off the market because it was very specific about digital marketing and marketing and, and things have changed, but I wanted to write a more general, um, music marketing book for years and I just never get around to it because there's a million things to do and because it takes a damn long time. Um, but yeah, I've, I'm immediately that was one of the things that, you know, popped into my head was, wow, this could really speed, speed that up. Um, but let's, let's bring it back to music. Um, and, you know, one of the things, if you're knowledgeable about GPT, you already might be um, kind of, again, one, saying or throwing this caution out there into the into the ether is the fact that when it comes to content creation, there there are things to be aware of. Um, and there are uh, some what's the word uh, reasons, not reasons for concern, but things you need to know for starters. Well, and the main point is Google uh, has announced that it is treating AI generated content as spam. So there is going to be this battle between the growth of AI, especially for uh, creative work um, and information and the entities that want to, uh, stop its growth for various reasons. You know, some people are going to want to stop it because they want actual authentic thought. Uh, and there's some really good reasons for that. You know, uh, we, we want human evolution of thought. We don't want to end up living in a world where the, the content, the source material that humans go to, for thought and, and for development of thought is, is AI generated. And then the AI in the future uses that same content as its source for more thought. You know what I mean? Narrowing the bandwidth of, of human ingenuity. That's a real risk here, I think. So, so there's a legitimate reason why some people might want to at least be aware of whether or not the content they are experiencing is 
completely, let's call it organic or or AI created or even influenced. But on the other hand, and and, and Google certainly going to be saying that they're um, intentions are 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 noble and along the lines of what I just mentioned in terms of their effort to limit the reach of AI generated content and but the reality is probably more along the lines of what you first brought up which is that they're just it's a threat to their business yeah I mean there's obviously you know there's a big ethical you know conundrum here using this kind of content and there has been you know there's been pushback from people just recently using chat gpt there's been pushback from from artists you know who use the the art generating you know <laughs> ai software and stuff i think it's interesting because you know you understand the ethical and concerns from artists who get their content you know scraped and kind of repopped into some ai stuff i can understand that and there's also like, for example, I'm talking about art here, but, um, you know, some of the art platforms that normally post art, people were, they were protesting, you know, the use of AI art. They wanted to say no AI art, but the platforms were actually accepting it because they saw the potential business model for the AI art. So there's a little bit of a, you know, pushback on both sides from this. Um, some some statistics I just talked about this week in a presentation. I mean, um, an article on Forbes, they were talking about how in, in 2023, 10% of Fortune 500 companies will be using AI-generated art, you know, for mm. some marketing. What percent was that? Sorry. This is 10% in 2023. What they said was I that by- More than that. Right. But they said that that's probably based on, you know, being very, very conservative on that. But they yeah, said, yeah. according to reports between 2026 and 2030, as much as 90 to 99% will be using AI you yeah, know, wow. generated content. So we're, we're talking, you know, the, the floodgates are wide open. So the ability to, to wrangle this in is, I would say almost gone, you know? Yeah, and I think, yeah my gut feeling is that they're going to have to embrace some level of chaos here because I don't even know how Google can control that at some point, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and again, it's an ethical thing. You can agree upon it or, or, or not, but I, you know, the, like they say, the, the horse has left the barn on this one, I would say, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so what does that mean for the world? You know, I mean, what, what is going to happen to human innovation? I mean, we can, we can, well, okay. There's still a lot of room for it. Don't get me wrong. And, and I'm not, I, I'm not terribly afraid of any of this stuff. Personally, I kind of love it, but I can appreciate the objections and especially the ones, you know, you just raised. So, so what happened? Let's just, I guess for our, for the purposes of our podcast here, let's stay focused primarily on art. You know, what does, the world look like and and what do the proponents of ai have to say about its value when the concern is a world where we have ai created music and we're talking entirely um with ai created voices that sound like other voices inspired by experiences that ai has simulated it with music videos that are made by AI and look and feel real. And in some cases are you perhaps at least down the line, 
con- more consistently better than human created content, you know, what is, what is that? Are, are, is, is there, what do the proponents say? Is there a way out of that trap where that sort of cycle that spiral down um, towards a very narrow bandwidth of, of the human experience? Well, I mean, there's, you know, again, it's, it's an, it's an ethical discussion and, you know, either mm-hmm. you, you're for it or you're against, and there's going to be a lot of pushback. There's going to be a lot of pros and cons. Um, you know, there's, there's just a, you know, in Europe, data privacy is such a huge deal here, you know? And mm-hmm. so that's mm-hmm. the, the, I think the the lawyers are just getting fired up about this right now, you know, <laughs> and they're already getting fired about, about AI art and how to protect, you know, and you know, it's a, it's a copyright issue you know I yeah, mean, does this yeah. belong to you or not and until this stuff you know in the future like like musicians and sampling you know until that can connect to a blockchain to where you can really prove that that drum sample was came from this particular place you know and it's connected to the blockchain so you can prove it it's going to be really difficult you know just like any kind of sampling is subjective you know somebody says it was stolen or someone says it wasn't and you have to agree upon it or not, you know? And so there'll be a lot of that times a thousand, I think with this, this generated content, because you can't prove if this sentence was written by someone else or not really, you know, you can. Well, and it's not, it's, it's not going to be written by someone else. It's going to be inspired right. by someone else. Right, and, exactly. And human beings obviously do this all day long. That's what all of us who, who play music do. We listen to an artist, we get inspired by that artist, and, and we end up, whether we're conscious of it or not, spitting out our own version of that thing. But it, right. but it does go through a much different maturation process inside of us and gets filtered through our own experiences. Nevertheless, you know, not only is AI still doing it, but, but as AI advances and has its own, starts to have its own experiences and form its own conclusions, it can filter eventually. It, it will, it will start filtering through those, its own AI experiences as well. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what that future looks like. I don't know what the proponents might ultimately, you know, say about what I'm trying to get at to sort of interrupt myself is, you know, when it comes to, let's say, um, robots, you know, there's, there's concern there, like, okay, if if robots are going to be AI, robots are going to be doing all the labor of man, then what's man supposed to do is the bottom going to drop out of the economy we're all homeless and starving because bots have taken over our work or ai has taken over our work um and then you have people like elon musk you know talking about what humans would be doing in a world like that and how we sort of evolve to another level where we're doing different higher level tasks and things what is that what is that out in the in the arts um, where we have a world where yes, AI is doing all those things, but but humans are forced to evolve to create a different kind, higher level, more organic art. Have you have you thought about this? Is anyone talking about this? Yeah, there's there's a lot of discussion. Um, there's a there's a lot of books like Yuval Noah Harari. He's a kind of a famous sort of futurist kind of 
author, speaker, he talks a lot about that sort of human evolution into AI and beyond. Um, and nobody really has an answer. Um, you know, we, we kind of have to stay in the safe place to say, you know, these are tools that help us just like, you know, there's AI in our, in our, in Adobe Photoshop to help you mm -hmm. remove a background in an image or right. to help you do, you know, these, these tools for, for iterative processes, you know, there's, you know, there's the thought that as long as they remain tools, they become useful and we sort of become more conductors than we do the actual creator generator of the particular mm -hmm. piece of content, you know? So we have to think of ourselves in certain of conductors in an orchestra full of very talented robots. That's about as far as people <laughs> go, you know, and right. nobody like really, that. you know, you can, you can go far beyond and think Terminator Skynet, but you know, at some point it's like, we've seen that in sci-fi. We don't want that. So we have to try to create a better world, you know, and that's, that's far beyond anything. I think we kind of can cumulatively control. So we have to think in the positive. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, we, we have to also think that, you know, I, I talked about, you know, GPT 4.0 in the trillions of mm -hmm. parameters. I think that the next logical step after that is that, um, you know, AI or GPT or whatever that stage will be in the next couple of years, it will be multimodal. And what that means is it won't just generate text. It's going to also generate images. It's going to generate audio. It's going to generate video. It's mm. going to mash it all together in the same conversation. So in multimodal AI, which could happen in the next couple of years is going to be really something else, you know, and we mm -hmm. have to Currently, I mean, that's part of the conversation I have at the consulting firm is how do we anticipate that? How do we prepare for that? And how do we sort of coexist with, you know, we need to generate the, the valuable human content. And we also need to know that the AI content is readily accessible and everyone's going to be using it. So we have to use that too as well. And they have to interplay nicely. Mm -hmm. The same with the same with music. Um, I mean, just as, as an example, um, I, I, I really quickly, it was, is a really bad example, but I made a, I made a Drake song using AI. So <laughs> I took, so, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm actually going to interrupt you there. Cause I, I want I want to get to this, but I don't want to give people the impression in the context of this um, podcast that our primary focus is that look you can create music no with it no, because, no 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 because no. so but i want to get to that and and in truth probably should have gone through all this stuff a little earlier in the podcast but you know it's such an excitable topic we've gotten carried away with just the what it is so save that little drake yep. tidbit we're gonna actually play this for you guys later but i want to let's 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 start that part of the conversation and talk about what chat GPT can actually do the, some of the things that it can do, how it can help you with your music marketing and some of the other things that it can do. And I just want to, again, not ever, I'd say probably the majority of people listening um, have never experienced it, haven't created an, ac an account yet. Um, and so I, I just kind of want to walk people through even the interface, because this is an audio podcast and I, I, I want to 
associate some images here. It's completely free. How is it free, by the way? Like what? Uh, this It's crazy that it's such yeah, a powerful tool. It's free. Microsoft um, is fronting the bill. It's it's free right now. So <laughs> thank you, Microsoft. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's completely free to use. You go to, it's just openai.com, right? Um, there's some weird URL string. I'll put it in the show notes, but there's some URL string for the signup page. Um, it's like forward slash yeah, forward slash blog, forward slash something or other. Um, but uh, you sign up, a few basic prompts, doesn't cost you anything, uh, and you you get taken to a pretty clear and easy to understand interface. Uh, it can be you have a little option for light or dark, and there there's just a few suggestions in the center of the screen uh, with a field uh, at the bottom that you just type your your question into and then your chat history gets saved in the left hand side of the screen there's a margin there you won't i don't know where it exists on mobile i find it easier to use on my computer um, but it's pretty easy to use on mobile as well um, and you just ask it questions now i still we started to go there earlier and went off on some other kind of track but but it's all about the prompts um wouldn't wouldn't you say like there's a bit of a art and science to the prompts yeah, I'd say that's probably this whole industry coming up is just selling the right prompts for things, I'm sure. But you really have to get creative with the prompts to get what you want out of it. Yeah, you ask it to just, you know, write me this and it's going to give you something. But it, it like if I asked it to write a blog post on, um, I, don't, I don't know, uh, one common theme that I use a lot is sort of growing up in a small town and feeling like I didn't fit in. It'll give me something um, that's that's clear and well written, a lot better than the stuff I used to get from Fiverr when I, I used to outsource um, my article writing a decade ago. But um, but it's it's not really something that I would send out to real people, to my actual fans, to friends. You know, it's it's just a little generic. Um, but if I give it additional parameters of writing in the style of someone else. Or, um, at, you know, even break it down by paragraphs and ask it to sort of rewrite with with various prompts, I get very different results. Like one of the things that I find just I, I'm trying to find the prompts here. One of the things that I find so like weird um, and, and amazing is asking it to act as someone else. Um, so, for example, as musicians, if I say I want, I'll start a new chat and you don't do this in like the middle of another chat, you sort of start off a chat and you add these, I don't know if I'm using the right language, but you add these parameters to the chat and then the entire discussion, you know, that those parameters are applied to it. So I might start a new chat and you can have tons of strings going there, tons of chats. Um, and I'll say, I want you to act like Bob Dylan and I want you to respond and answer like Bob Dylan using the tone, manner and vocabulary of Bob uh, that Bob Dylan would use. And I, I, I only want you to answer like Bob Dylan and you must know all the knowledge of Bob Dylan. Give it all those kind of parameters and then ask it the same prompt to split out a, a, a 1000 word blog post about being a musician growing up in a small town and feeling like I didn't fit in. And, and it it. It gives me like it gave me a fantastic blog post. You know, in truth, it could still use a little, you know, more personal detail because it it didn't have my life to go on. But man, did it give me a framework and just the life that was in there seeing I could see Bob Dylan's voice 
um, I use this as an example in my insider circle lesson. And as I was reading it, I was like, man, I sound like Bob Dylan right now. You know, I could actually hear, hear his voice coming out of my mouth a little bit. It was shocking. And I've just played around doing things like write me five tweets in the style of Mark Marin. And they were hilarious what it came up with. I, so much so that I was like, no, this is just scraping. Um, this is, this is, this is very, very funny stuff. Like I, I, and, and I was, would have been terrified to repost it because I was sure it had to be scraping the content or, you know, rephrasing it. And I did every kind of weird Google search I could, you know, to try to sense and plagiarize plagiarism check. And it appears to be 100% original, just in the style of Mark Maron. And, um, man um was it good so anyway the prompts are are everything and again if you want to if you want a pdf of prompts that i've been using that have been helping me to create content for my funnels you can get all of that in the insider circle but why don't you sean talk about prompts and things that you know you find really improve the content that you're asking for yeah, well, I, I guess it depends on what you want to get out of it, obviously. But, you know, mm-hmm. you can start simple just to say, you know, do this, give me five ideas of something that's that's mm-hmm. easy. And then when you have that something, since it's an iterative conversation, you can say, you know, give me a blog post about this topic, you know, using the following bullet points of whatever, and it gives you a thing. And then you can say, you know, rewrite that article in the tone of your favorite author or whatever. Right. Um, or, you know, write it in a more humorous approach or, you know, whatever. And so that iteration right there is, is really useful. Um, I think in it, again, it, it, it really, it starts to mash together because especially if you've played with um, some of the, the image generating AI yeah, stuff. Yeah. You can kind of see the prompts that people use there as well. And they, they go on to things that say like format it in a, in a three by one image size. And so it, it, it's hard for me to kind of write some of these prompts because I see the, the visual end of things that I want as well. And so just writing content, it, it gets all mixed together because I've, I've been a designer and, and stuff as well. So it, it's hard for me still to try to separate that, find that, find that separation there. But for right. me, it's, it's really easy just to use it to create either the large chunks of copy. I say, write me a chapter of a book about this thing. And the chapter is titled this, you know, mm-hmm. and then use the following bullet points and use the tonality of, you know, favorite author. And, and I get it for the most part. So, you know, I haven't gone deeper than that. And I've, I've really been able to, you know, I, I honestly, I, I, I had a book that I was working on for a long time. I just had an outline sitting and I just hadn't had time to actually flesh it out. And I just took chapter by chapter and I said, just, you know, write me an outline of a book about this and then write me, a chapter about a book about this using the following bullet points. And it would give me a full on chapter of stuff that I can use right. to rewrite and it's done. And that, that chunking out is really, you know, what I find the most useful right there. And, you know, right. I, I think you, you usually get, you know, usually get four five, six, seven paragraphs max, I think out of something. So you kind of have to think at least in this iteration of chat TPT, that's kind of the, the chunks 
the volume of, of content I think you can get from each sort of prompt. Right. Well, let's, let's talk a little about a little bit about just what GPT can do. Now it can do a lot. We certainly won't be able to uh, uh, even probably scratch the surface of the things it can do, but some of the ways that it can help specifically musicians or things it can do for musicians. I'll start by kind of talking about some of the things that I've been playing with, you know, throw in anything that you think I'm missing and just anything else you think might be just of interest. But I mean, for starters, just our daily tasks, you know, what do you, well, we'll circle back to creating music, but what do you have to do when it comes to getting your music out there? You know, when it comes to marketing your music, I mean, for starters, social media, you know, I don't know, not everyone struggles with that. I struggle with that. You know, I'm not a big social media content creator. My feeds will go quiet for weeks at a time. Um, but simply, simply asking it to write me a Facebook post on, um, so it can be anything. Let's say, let's say, and you should be doing this if you're a content creator, create some kind of a custom RSS feed of things relevant to your, your genre, your niche, um, your music, musical interests. And something comes out in the news, like, uh, I don't know, somebody passes away or, um, or there's, or somebody's, I don't know, I don't know, somebody's in the news or got, got some new, some new album um, that you think is relevant for your feed, you you could, or maybe you're putting out a new album. You could simply say, write me a Facebook post or or uh, a Twitter tweet on uh, the passing of, and you know, fill in the blank. I'm I'm drawing blank on on names of musicians who have recently passed away, and it'll spit something something out. Um, if you just want general tweets, you can find an artist that is similar to you. And again, it's going to need to be someone who was um, active uh, pre 2021 uh, and has a, a wealth of content on, on the web. Um, but uh, you can say, write me a um, write me five tweets in the style of, and it gives some pretty good content. Now, I, I, as I said, I was playing around with this with with Mark Marin. When I do tend to post or tweet just random things, I tend to go for funny, and I think he's kind of funny in a way that I, you know, I like. So I asked it to do that for me, and I was I don't I don't have him in front of me. I was blown away by by what it actually did so social media infinite all the intimidation and i know not everyone's intimidated by it but all the intimidation of coming up with interesting things to say can disappear with chat gpt um as i've already touched on your more advanced stuff um from writing facebook ads to to writing uh, to creating squeeze pages, uh, to creating even the, the really deep funnel content like blog posts. Um, you know, let's say you've got a new music video to share. Um, you could simply say, write me a short blog post introducing um, my new video, music video called blah, blah, blah. And if you didn't like what it spit out, then you could give it additional parameters. The video or the song is about, or the video is about, and it will likely um, com comment on those things. One of the things I find most effective, and again, I've already kind of touched on it, but it is finding an artist whose tone you like, like Bob Dylan speaks in an almost Kerouacian kind of, kind of way. I like that tone. I'm an Americana artist. 
Um, that's it's all that kind of speak that vernacular is all consistent with my USP, which stands for unique selling proposition for anyone who doesn't know what I'm talking about. Um, and I wouldn't hesitate to use Bob Dylan's speak in my own communication. It feels very consistent with, with who I am. And then if, if it was too dry, I could say rewrite this, um, with a little more humor, you know, and you can play around with it like that, but finding those similar artists to yourself, not sonically, but values wise, personality wise, lifestyle wise, um, and, and ideally musically as well. And it'll draw, um, especially when it comes to content creation, it'll draw on a lot of, uh, those, uh, the language that surrounds that artist and and when when it's first person stuff it'll draw language from the artists and it will use it um as it'll it'll model the its output based on that language um so when it comes to writing ads for example and again all of these prompts that's that's what i've included in this insider circle lesson but um the the when it comes to writing ads, if I just say, write me an ad for John Ojaka's new album called, you know, XYZ is not going to know who I am. It's still going to spit something out, but it's going to end up being pretty generic, something along the lines of get John Ojaka's new album. You know, it's amazing or whatever. Um, it'll be better than that, actually, but but it, it, it'll give me something kind of generic. But if I say, um, write me an ad for nirvana's album never mind um it's gonna spit out some it's gonna draw language surrounding never mind um and apply it to that album and then if i and then i can my i can i can retool the ad suggestions take out um nirvana take out anything that doesn't apply to um me like if it says platinum selling um i would remove that and then any descriptors that don't apply to me but i don't my music's nothing like nirvana's but for, for someone whose music is like nirvana's the chances of that language being applicable to you is extremely high and this is where we get our ideas for years i've been mining reviews of artists for ins inspiration for my copy but that took a couple of hours. Now I can do it in seconds and it's, and it's effectively the same thing. So things like that, um, again, giving it additional parameters to, to, you can go in and say, I want you to act like a, um, you know, um, I, I don't know, a, a music therapist or, 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 or sorry, a, uh, is that a thing? Music therapist? I, don't, I want you to act like a vocal coach and um, it will mine information and conversational tone sim similar to um, what it perceives to be vocal coaches. And then you can say, my voice is hoarse. Um, I'm not sure what to do. And it'll have a conversation with you as though it's a a uh, vo vocal coach and it'll it'll give you and not in that generic Siri like way where it's is a you know or Alexa type way nothing like that at all in a very human I suspect that a, a, a lot of people would be fooled by it if they didn't know it was AI kind of way um, so 
anyway, uh, getting back on track, it can take care of our social media or dramatically help us with it. Our funnel um, marketing, our advertising, uh, customer support. Well, you don't have a lot of customer support as musicians, but you get a lot of email. There's a lot of fan interactions and the act of writing responses sometimes, especially when they're longer ones, it takes time. I mean, I get hundreds of emails a day on, on, on most days. And some of these can take 30 minutes to reply to people do not understand how long, I mean, I've, I've spent an hour and a half replying to an email on occasion because you got to go reference things. You got to write everything out. And sometimes they just require that. Um, you can go and take that question and plug it in and um, ask it to reply. You can simply say, uh, act as a musician um, or act as a country musician or give it all kinds of other additional parameters um, and say, uh, please reply to this email and then put in the text. And I'm sorry, my dog is, is sitting here making noise in the background, but and and it will spit out a, a reply for you. I, I want to read something, Sean. I know you you already I already sent this to you this morning, but. While it doesn't exactly pertain to musicians, it really demonstrates just how amazing some of this stuff can be. And I'm just going to let my dog out here. Um, all right. So there's the beauty of a live podcast. Um, but, uh, well, not live, but, you know, an unedited podcast. Um, but so I just did an experiment just yesterday and I took something from, from I think it was, it was either the Insider Circle or Music Marketing Manifesto from the members area. This is a password protected members area of my site. It was underneath a 20 minute video, um, you know, that was posted, I don't know, eight months ago or something, certainly post 2021. And it was a question that had all kinds of context. It was asking about something in this video. Um, so we're talking of a, a, a ton of context, Something was password protected post 2021. There's there's virtually no way that chat GPT could have gotten access to, to this information. Um, and I don't I couldn't read you the question. I'm going to read it to everybody here and have you know what the heck the person was even talking about. Um, and and I just posted. I said I asked it to act as a music marketing expert. Um, I think I might have had some additional parameters in there and then uh, said, now reply to this. And that's all I did. And I'm going to read you what the question was. Uh, uh, so I, 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 um, I don't like um, I don't like what's the word uh, dropping people's names without permission. So I won't mention who it's from, um, but he's an MMM subscriber and member. So you might recognize yourself. Um, and let's see, I'm just trying to find it here. Um, I think most people listening will kind of go, I have no idea what he's talking about. You mentioned in this video, you don't use a video because you don't have a video for the song you're giving away for free. Do they need to correspond? I was planning to use a video on blog post two for a different song than the one I'm giving away for free. Um, so, okay, there's that. That was the question. And I just plugged it in, asked it to be a music marketing expert and asked it to re reply to that question. 
Um, I had already responded to this within about an hour of me. Even Google couldn't have gotten there that fast, but ChatGPT is not supposed to have any access to the internet. And my me, John Ojaka, replied with this. Uh, there are no hard and fast rules that say they need to be the same. But in general, with marketing, we want our content to accomplish one single thing. So sharing one song and then pivoting to another freebie is a little messy, psychologically speaking. For that reason, I like the freebie to be the same as the video. However, if you have your reasons for making uh, uh, them different, it may be that this will work for you. So, okay. So hopefully that absorbed. This was, I asked the same thing to G, uh, GPT or chat GPT. This was uh, GPT's response. There's no hard and fast rule that the video and song you're giving away for free have to correspond. However, it can be more effective to use a video that features the song you're promoting as it can help to create a more cohesive and compelling marketing campaign. If you, if you do choose to use a different video for your promotion, make sure that it's still relevant and interesting to your target audience and consider how it will fit into your overall marketing strategy. Ultimately, the most important thing is uh, to find a marketing approach that works for you and your music. Like that's shockingly similar. They start right. off with that's <laughs> like David Boo, man. Like I've been there before. <laughs> <laughs> they, I mean, they. The first sentence from me was, "There are no hard and fast rules." The second um, sentence, I mean, the first sentence from GPT is, "There's no hard and fast rule." It's, it's. I mean, it's an, it's the, it's a letter S away from being the same or it's a letter S and an R away from being the same sentence. And the advice is the same. And it had no idea what the source material, you know, like what the question was. And I did, because I created the video the person was asking the question about, like, how? I don't even know. <laughs> like, it's, it's freaky and it's shocking. But I read it so that people understand. We're not talking about, like, Alexa here we're talking about a whole nother level and as you say what later this year it's supposed to multiply I can't do that math fast enough but how many times when we go from billions to trillions you know That's like a yeah <laughs> a whole bunch more like whoa um so so that these are some of the things that it can do but it can also create music i mean it can write she sheet music for people it can um write lyrics for people chord structures for people um uh, it can create midi files for people like talk a little bit about not only you know we're circling back to that drake song that we promised but also some other anything that kind of popped into your mind as i was talking about things you can musicians specifically might be able to do with um chat gpt yeah, well, I mean, musicians or, or you know, music producers or whatever. Um, interesting story that I, I just read a couple of days ago that came out. If, you know, if you're a guitar player, you'll know what an Ibanez tube screamer is. It's a, it's mm -hmm. a distortion pedal that guitar players use. Pretty well known, pretty common, you know, widely used. Um, a, a developer just used ChatGPT to create a Tube Screamer VST plugin for his recording software. And he basically just used ChatGPT to say, hey, you know, what is an Ibanez Tube Screamer? And it said, it, it is, you know, this and this and this and this. And he said, well, um, you know, can you make me a Tube Screamer 
with this in the form of a VST plugin. And it started writing C-sharp code to do it. And he just iterated and iterated and iterated. He went from, I need a tube screamer to I got the code. Now, can you make it a plugin? Can you make it a plugin for this thing? And now he said, can you make a recommendation for what it's going to look like? And it made the code for the front end of the, the, the UI for the thing. And then once he got it working, he said, this thing sounds a little bit rough. Can you make a suggestion for how to smooth out the distortion? And it sent the code for that too. So this isn't just writing songs. This is writing music software, man. Right. Insane. I'm not a coder, so I haven't jumped on that, but the, but I understand coding um, and the implications or, or the potential applications there are just, wow. Yeah, you know, I mean, if I was a coder and I knew the speak and could ask exactly. it to do that for me, I, I mean, the things I could create in days that would have taken years is, is shocking. Yeah. I mean, granted, he did have to edit some of the code himself, but he got about 90% of the way there without having to do anything. And I think that's probably, especially right now, that's that's it. That's the bottom line. It gets you 90% of the way there. Um, Well, in some cases, it really does get you 100%. But for anything complex, anything that is really going to spark awe in, in a human being, I think, I think it's just going to get you at best 90% of the way there. But what yeah. about creating music? What, what have you done? What have you play, played with? Well, I was, I was just goofing around for the presentation. So obviously mm-hmm. it wasn't a great example. So as you'll hear in this example that John's going to play, it's not a great example, but I figured out how to make a Drake song using AI. So okay. I went into ChatGPT and mm-hmm. granted ChatGPT is is pretty clean, you know, so it's not going to give you really hardcore hip hop lyrics, you know, straight from mm-hmm. the street. It's just it's pretty clean. But I said write write me lyrics to a song by Drake. And anybody knows who Drake is, you know, big hip hop artist, been around for a long time. And it spit me out some lyrics that could probably work for a Drake song, you know, could work for any hip hop song. So I didn't get too generalistic with it because I was, I was doing this on the fly. So mm-hmm. I said, make me some lyrics. So spit out some lyrics. It sounded like it would work in a hip hop song. So I copied the verse and I copied the chorus and I went over to another platform I'm clicking through here to see what it was called. Uh, just a sec here platform called uberduck.ai where it allows you to paste the the text in and then it creates it creates a, a audio voice out of it and they have a drake's uh drake simulator program mm-hmm. in there you can you can program all kinds of cartoon characters and stuff but they add drake so you copy it in there paste it and it spits out it sounds pretty much like drake i mean it's mm-hmm. kind of kind of jumbly in some places but it sounds like drake so i took that audio file and then I went over to um, DistroKid, which I distribute my music on, and they have a their own uh, like album art generator that I don't know if it uses which if it uses Dolly or whatever, but you can basically just go in and create an album art generator. I said just make hip hop male album art in the style of Drake portrait. That's the prompt mm-hmm. I used, and it spit out me like multiple kind of modern, very colorful Drake album covers with the picture of him on the front. And so I picked one and then I went to this other website called AI beats, which I'm not really sure how they generate it, but it generates some sort of AI to create beats. So you can say what genre if I want drill or I want trap or I want old school or new or whatever. And so I, mm-hmm. I banged out this, this 
kind of a mid-tempo drill beat using AI. Not mm-hmm. a great beat, but I just needed mm-hmm. something to background. And then I just took them both and put in my auto software and layered the audio over the the music and came up with a Drake sounding beat. And I only it was only just like a couple bars, just for example. But you know, right. that was pretty that was me kind of fudging things. But think about when chat GPT gets to be multimodal and you can say, yeah, yeah. do this, 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 and this, then it could probably get to the point where it's gonna do that within a couple right. of years, I would anticipate. So, right. I've seen some of the stuff where they're creating videos, um, you know, just demos and things that are probably, you know, well, they're certainly not consumer ready. It's pretty, pretty crazy. Um, but, uh, so how long did this all take you? It took about 20 minutes to figure out what I was going to do. And then it took me like five minutes to do it on the fly. Really? Five minutes to do yeah. what we're about to hear. Yeah. So the 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 you mentioned the beats. Did I miss the music? All the the in, every single aspect of this is yeah. I mean, once generated. Yeah. Once once I got all the pieces together, they, it took time to get all the pieces together, figure out where I was going to go to get the album art. You know, it took me time to play with the album art generator, figure out which one I wanted and stuff. But once I had all the pieces together to assemble it, it was five minutes. Wow. Okay. So I'm going to, I haven't listened to this yet. I kind of wanted to, you know, it's not great. It's not great. (laughs) It sounds like Drake. For the record, I'm not expecting great, um, but uh, let's, let's hear it. I'm going to hit play. I'm on top. I'm on top. I ain't never gone. Stop. We unstoppable. Uh. I'm on top, I'm on top, I ain't never gonna stop I'm on top of the world, no one gonna bring me down (laughs) Sounds like Drake, right? (laughs) I've heard worse Exactly, well, yeah It's pretty, I mean, you know I mean, it's like you say, it's, it's not great, but it's pretty amazing. You know, it's pretty freaking incredible. And as you say, this is you using a cobbling together a bunch of pretty crude AI tools. Um, but, but sorry, what, what aspect of this did chat was chat GPT responsible for chat GPT wrote the lyrics, the lyrics. Got it, yeah. Got it, got it. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've, you know, I've done that dive. There's again not a lot of content out there yet, but I'm sure it's going to start flooding YouTube. But just seeing what people were doing in the music space, um, and some, you know, I, and I certainly did, played around with it myself, trying to get it to write lyrics. I found that that was where it performed worst, uh, worst of of all my tests and experiments, um, mm-hmm. creating music. I thought the the lyrics. There's certainly lyrics. And I've certainly heard worse, but I there I never came across anything that I would have been comfortable singing or using. It, it felt like kids' music a little bit, you know. Yeah. Most of the stuff very clean, very generic, you know. Um, uh, no real pain or insight into the human condition. Just I had a love, and and now she's gone, and I and I'm so sad, but but I found another love and now I'm happy again kind of stuff, but with a rhyming pattern, you know, um, I, 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 I'm sure it will improve. 
and I'm and I haven't tried everything that could be tried. I haven't found the winning prompts though for good good music. Um, but perhaps if perhaps it might you know perhaps there are. In fact, I'd go as far as to say there almost assuredly are prompts out there that one of you listeners might might try that might come up with something better. But here's some some applications that I haven't tried that I bet would work pretty nicely is you ever write a, a chorus and you're just like, ah, oh, I just don't have the damn second line. I don't have the rhyme. I can't come up with anything. I can't finish this chorus um, or, or even more so. I can't finish this song. I've got the verses, but no chorus. I would be real interesting. It would be really interesting to see what would happen if you spit spit in a sentence and or inputted a sentence and said, Com- "Complete this song, uh, this song verse, um, with a line that makes sense and rhymes." Or you know, again, you'd have to play with the prompts, but I bet it would be a pretty valuable tool to help you get unstuck if you were ever stuck. Would you agree? Yeah, I think I think just just as a way to kick off the ideation phase, I think that's mm. a great tool currently. You know, I mean, just yeah. the just the Drake lyrics. You know, I mean, that a lot of them are very trite, very boring. But there could be one line in there that went like, "Oh, that would be perfect." You know what I mean? Yeah. And in context yeah. of your song and your lyrics, it works great. I think just the same as is writing writing a blog post, which is a lot better, more clearly defined. But if you're looking for it to kind of <laughs> give you ideas that works great too. You know, I mean, chat GPT can create stories. You know, you can ask it to write a story about a totally spooky something or other on a whatever night. And maybe half of it is trite and boring, but there could be some chunks in there. That's great. Um, Right. You know, it can write, it can write games. You know what I mean? There's a, there's a kid who actually went to chat GPT and he said, write me a game in the style of Harry Potter that uses a multiple choice format. Um, and I have, I start the game with a hundred health points or whatever. I, I don't know the exact prompt, but he did that. And it basically just created this game that continues to iterate, continues to iterate based on the, the, the choose your own adventure kind of aspect. Sure. Of it. Sure. And so it, it makes stuff up, you know, and I think that's, mm-hmm. That's sometimes just the random is, is amazing. You know what I mean? Totally. To, to, you know, to counterbalance the sort of genericness of, of this, of the song and go back to some of the, the quality stuff that it can spit out. And again, you know, a song is such a complex thing to create, but going back to simpler content, like, um, and I just, I just happened to pull it up and I just think it's freaking funny. I had, uh, I had asked it, what, what did I write? I said, um, oh, actually, I don't have the prompt in front of me, but it was something like, um, write me five tweets in the style of, and I didn't write Mark Marin. I actually took his Twitter feed and pasted it in. I didn't know if that would work or not. It just pulled it up and, and spit it back as, um, uh, sure, here are five tweets in the style of Mark Marin. Um, and this is what it came up with. <laughs> I think these are great. Um, is I'm starting to think my cat might be smarter than me. I mean, she's not hosting a podcast and interviewing famous people, but she's also not getting scammed by Nigerian princes, uh, princes on the internet. So maybe she's got me beat. Um, and then the next one was my therapist says I have to stop projecting uh, my insecurities onto my toaster, but how else am I supposed to explain why it only burns my toast on one side? 
Uh, next one. I don't understand why people are so obsessed with Instagram. All it is is a bunch of pictures of people pretending to be happy and successful, just like real life, except with more filters. Um, why do we have daylight savings time? It's not like anyone is saving any daylight. We're just messing with the time so we can all be confused and late for stuff. You know, like the, the flawlessness of the language and the actual humor that is appealing to a human, you know, it works. Like those are, those are pretty quality, funny tweets. Would you, wouldn't you agree? Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's on top of it, you know, it's sharp and it's, it's, it's amazing just that it can spit it out in seconds, you know? Mm, mm, totally. Absolutely. Well, um, where else do we go with this? Um, Sean, like what else is there to say about G GPT or chat GPT or AI in general, specific to the art, specific to musicians? What, is there anything that we haven't covered? Well, I think it's, you know, it's evolving. This thing just came out in December and we're already like amazed by what we're doing, you know, and we already know that it, the next step is going to be 10 times more amazing and it's coming this year. And I, I would just say, get in there and play with it. And, you know, at some point they're probably going to put a gate and charge a monthly fee on this thing. So I'd say for mm -hmm. now, just get in and explore and, and have mm -hmm. fun with it and get as inspired as you can. And if you find something useful, especially for your marketing content, just, just bang it out now, you know, and, and use it later. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I don't, I haven't looked into that. I don't know what their, their monetization plans are or, or model. I don't know either, like, but it's, it's yeah. coming eventually. It would have to be, you know, so it's, um, it's, it's just incredible just, that a tool that, that just, just to get you some context on where this could go just from an economic level really quick. I mean, in December, mm -hmm. They used GPT 3.5 to try to pass the lawyer's bar exam, and it passed right. about 60% of it. It didn't pass, but uh -huh. there are like three or four sections of the bar that it does pass, and they anticipate right. with GPT 4.0 to pass the bar exam, which means there are industries that could be fully automated out there mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. we haven't even come to a point to understand where this thing is going. So, you know, there's not just music, not just content. There's all kinds of things that are going to happen. So, you know, do yourself a favor and just jump on board and enjoy the ride because I think we're all on a ride and we don't even know where it's going yet. All so, right. So the next time you're in court, you're going to have a Tesla bot. Um, well, they're, they're, already, they're already testing it in a court of law to see what it says. Let's put oh, it my way. gosh. Wow. Yeah. You're gonna have a Tesla bot speaking through a voice simulator. Yeah, um, sounding like Drake. Yeah. <laughs> sounding like Drake. Drake is gonna be everybody's lawyer, <laughs> and uh, feeding you feeding your words uh, from ChatGPT uh, for yeah. wow, um, incredible stuff. Well, anyway, thank you, Sean, for joining us um, and sharing your yeah, perspective, and and for allowing me to have somebody to kind of just bounce off of because I find this all so exciting. Um, and interesting um, and sure terrifying um, but 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 more exciting um, and um, and you again you have you have a, a bigger better perspective on it because of what you do so it's been a lot of fun I hope I'm really really curious to hear what people think about all of this are you using it have uh, 
Are you are you using it in some way that we haven't discussed? Uh, do you just think it's all disgusting and means the end of art? Um, you know, I, I suspect oh, there's going to be a lot of those. But um, but what 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 are your thoughts, listeners? Definitely, you know, let me know. Find me on Twitter and tweet at me. Uh, if you're listening on the website, leave a comment. I I want to know. And if you want to watch me do some of this stuff. Um, get my prompts PDF um, and more than a hundred other music marketing lessons and access to uh, my monthly coaching. Uh, sorry, not monthly, but weekly coaching calls. Then check out the Insider Circle again. You can find more about that and everything that I, I do uh, by going to musicmarketingmanifesto.com. There's a products and services link there. You can find uh, Music Marketing Manifesto, my funnel builder called TunePipe, and uh, the insider circle where you'll find that recent lesson. I think you'll dig it. And I think you'll dig the community. But um, more importantly, I hope you dug this uh, podcast episode. It's been a lot of fun. And I think I think we'll I think this won't be the last time you're hearing us talk about AI. I'm going to be I'm going to be uh, I've got the bug at the moment. So doing a lot more playing around with it and anything new and interesting that comes up, I'll certainly be posting in the uh, insider circle, if not uh, also here on the podcast. So anyway, once more, thank you, Sean. Yep. Thanks. All right. That was Sean early uh, joining us to talk about chat GPT AI and uh, what it means for all of us as musicians, very new tech that is uh, all the, all the buzz, all the rage at the moment and again, more importantly, uh, we're really at the infancy of all of this uh, and expect huge changes and expect this to have a very big impact on the on the world. I, I don't know. Maybe this is an overstatement, but in my life, you know, the biggest sort of sh shift or, or, or change that I've witnessed this, uh, in society was the Internet. You know, there's the pre-internet world and the post-internet world. And I think we might be at another one of those shifts, the pre-AI world and the post-AI world. Um, I think we might be at the very beginning of that. And I'm not one. You guys have who've been around for a while have heard me say this. Usually when some big new, um, everything's about to change news headline comes out, I my reaction is, Eh, nothing's going to change, um, but not with this one. I think this is this is big. How immediately obvious that changes, I'm not sure. Um, maybe it'll even blend in somewhat seamlessly, um, and, and so maybe it won't be this obvious shift from the public's perspective. But I think it is. Uh, I, I think an, uh, analysts in the future will be talking about um, uh, this moment, the launch of Chatbeat chat G GPT as one of the, um, the crystallizing moments of um, a, a future that we can't even predict right just yet. And it's going to impact you as musicians. So check it out. All right. That is it. Thank you for listening. Um, thank you, Sean, if you're still, if you're still there and um, until next time, take care. 
Thanks for listening to the Music Marketing Manifesto podcast. If you'd like to learn more about how you can market your music using the direct-to-fan strategies discussed on this show, then head on over to musicmarketingmanifesto.com and sign up for your free copy of the Music Marketing Blueprint. Once again, that's musicmarketingmanifesto.com.